Welcome to another episode of the Three Rounds Podcast. I'm Michael Fumafredo filling in and joining me today I have Kyle Frankel. Midterm week, everyone's kind of busy, so it's just going to be two of us today, but bringing you some of the best stuff. All-Star Weekend in the NBA was last season. The teams are on their break right now, going into the second half of the season, which should be very interesting in terms of just who's going to make the playoffs, who's going to start tanking, everything that comes along with the second half of the season. Kyle, I wanted to get your opinion on some of the festivities that happened over the weekend because we have the All-Star Game, which is a fun time. We have Rising Stars on Friday and then a bunch of skills challenges on Saturday night. But what everyone's saying is the dunk contest was the dud of the weekend. What's your opinion on what they can do to fix it? How, What's going on? Why is this a trend that we're starting to see? Yeah, I mean, it, it absolutely was the dud of the weekend. And I think everyone's expectations are just kind of still in tune to the dunk contest of even 2016 and you know many years before that. It used to be something that every player wanted to compete in. It was a, a huge deal. And now it's just, I think players are concerned. They don't want to get hurt. It's not worth it. I mean, what's the point in winning a meaningless trophy and doing these crazy dunks and risking a, a season-ending injury? There's just not a point for a lot of star players. But I think the way they fix it is, the problem is you don't have those those star players doing it anymore. And the problem is, if you look at this year's and last year's, it's almost all rookies and young players and not really even star rookies. It's Obi Toppin, it's Juan Toscano-Anderson, it's, it's role players. So I think they need to figure out some way, some incentive to kind of draw those bigger names in and those, those high-profile names in because that'll not only make the dunks better if you get better dunkers, obviously, but... It also just brings more of an audience in because the fact of the matter is people would rather watch the top players in the league do the dunk contest than watch, you know, first, second year role players from contending teams and not contending teams. They'd just rather watch the star players. And here's what I've noticed is over the years you've had multiple different competitions. I remember like years ago there was something called like the shooting stars competition. I don't know if you remember that, but those those got canceled. The skills challenge has been changed up hundreds of times, yeah. even including this year, which we'll get to later, the new format. we They tried doing it with the dunk contest, and it was just awful. I think it was maybe 2013 or 14, right before that amazing one in 2016. But they had like a minute and a half each to like just throw alley-oops to yep, each other. Yep. And I'm watching this. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. But I'm gonna go. We're gonna do a little bit of a history lesson here for I guess this one. But 1998 or 1999, they actually canceled the dunk contest, and people were outraged. And then fast forward to 2000 or 2019, I forget the exact year, but Vince Carter comes out and puts on probably the best show anyone's ever seen in a dunk contest. So maybe that's the key: cancel it one year. You can have outspoken stars. I feel like LeBron would probably say something like, "If the yeah. dunk, we love the dunk contest. If it comes back, I will compete." Boom! You just fix the dunk contest. So, win by losing. Maybe that's the fix. No, I I agree with you. I think that's definitely a possibility because I think if you you take it out right now, a lot of players kind of see it as just this dumb thing that they would rather not compete in and rather not risk. But I think if you take it away, you can kind of get out and show them how essential it really is, and they can really. 
you know, voice how important it is to them. And I think when you get them to realize that, you'll get a lot of those higher-profile guys in. But like you said, I, I think there is some way changing the format hasn't worked in the past for the dunk contest. I think you could change it in some way to work. I The thing I don't like is that they just have their attempts and they go and if they miss them they're just kind of walking back and the music's playing over them it just doesn't really feel special anymore whereas they used to get in these like crazy outfits it'd be this huge deal and I think another way you fix it is I think they should have to submit their dunks ahead of time I don't think it should be an on-the-spot thing I think you get you know your set you get three tries for each you get your set ones but you have to say what they're going to be ahead of time and that way you don't get the guys who like try out a crazy one twice, get really close, and then they just want to get one on the board and they throw up a really boring, easy one just to get some points. So I think another way you could fix it in some ways without even getting those high-profile guys is just kind of making them like making them put their foot down and, and kind of risk it from the beginning. Well, you mentioned crazy outfits. Cole Anthony did Duncan Tim's and yeah. both of us being from the East Coast, you know how hard it is to walk in those. Those are heavy <laughs> boots. So that was a maybe a little underrated of a dunk in my opinion, but... I think the outcome was right. I don't think it was as entertaining as people wanted it to be, but I think that's just something we're going to start to live with. Like, what, how much more can the human body do yeah. when trying to dunk on a 10-foot rim? But we mentioned all this format changing. Friday's Rising Stars competition, instead of being just one big game, it was three little games, four different teams in like a head-to-head bracket-style event. I've said for years that the way to fix the All-Star game is a three-on-three competition. You get the 24 best players. You get eight Hall of Famers to pick the teams. They coach them games to 15 or 21 and just go head-to-head in the bracket style, see who wins. That's something like what the Rising Stars competition did, and I think it went over pretty well. Games were close. You had... Players playing against each other, it wasn't like a clamoring to see who's just going to get more minutes. So it was kind of a big thing in that sense. Yeah, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed the team aspect because I think a lot of times, too, in these, these all-star weekends, they get so focused on the individual. It's nice to kind of see them like, recognize a team and a group of guys when it is a team sport. And I, I hadn't really thought of that, but I, I think that is actually a great idea. And I think if you look to like the NHL, for example – does it really well like all-star games at this point they're not meant to be played serious and one of like the problems with the all-star games is with the pro bowl and the nba they play these all-star games and they like they try to make them like they're a serious game like they're a serious competition but but they're not yeah no one's playing defense defense steph curry's taking shots from he's taking 30 shots from like half court you got guys like someone wants to do a cool dunk or an alley-oop everybody just kind of gets out of the way like that's not that's not, and that's what's going to happen. It's not a real game, and I think the NHL has like struck a really nice balance with doing their skills competition, and it's it's a way for the NHL to get these guys to like really show off moves that they don't get to do very often in game scenarios. And I think the NBA should try to take that same approach. And like you said, with the three on three, it can be a lot like of a less serious tournament, more of like a street ball style type of feel, and. You can get these guys the chance to like do moves that they can't do in real games, and now you kind of make the All Star Game this cool, exciting thing that you want to see, rather than you're trying to watch a basketball game and it's just everybody taking like shots from half court left. I and think right. we should really call it the All Star Showdown. Yeah, All Star something like that. Yeah, All Star 
all-star tourney, something. Something crazy like that. It's worth noting Evan Mobley also hit a half-court shot in the updated skills challenge format. I My one knock on this event is why the Antetokounmpo's as this stellar team? Why going up against the rookies? Like, why why those teams and maybe why stop there yeah that was a fun event to watch just guys teaming up with their buddies and kind of getting on the court and it it made for an interesting format that i'd like to see how they can do it moving forward yeah and i think you could even work that into like adding some new events in you could work in some still keep obviously like the solo competitions but work in like some team maybe shooting competitions some some team like alley-oop or like you know coolest you could even get like the trampoline out get like the coolest group dunk coolest uh i don't know like group play just like different things that you could try to work in more of that team and so that we can see guys that we don't get to see play together um like do really cool moves together maybe a team like if something ever gets figured out with zion we'd love to see that duke three that yeah, tr- that yeah. trio pairing up that that's a great idea by the nba props to them on this new format for that but probably in a few years it's going to get changed anyway so why yeah. go crazy on it unfortunately so it's just the two of us are trying to speed through this episode but we wanted to get some information out there about the MLB lockout as well right now it's looking like it's probably going to be a shortened season we're recording this on Thursday there hasn't been a deal yet but the MLB has decided that if a deal isn't reached by Monday we're going to see a shortened season Kyle, I think you probably know a little bit more than me about baseball, but what's going on here? Why are we not getting a deal done? Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's basically just a disagreement and stubbornness at this point from both sides. But um, I want to mention, too, one of my favorite days has suffered as a result of this, one of my favorite days of the entire calendar year and, uh, more importantly, the entire sports calendar year. A couple weeks ago, there's that week after the Super Bowl, and there was the day where you usually get all the tweets out that pitchers and catchers have reported to spring training. It's pretty exciting. You don't really do anything else with it for the next, like, three months. But you know that, you know, baseball is kind of starting. Summer's starting. It's a it's a nice little tease into the air, and, and we've suffered that as a result. Um, so I just want to mourn that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's basically just they can't reach an agreement, and I, I agree with you. I think on this at this point, if they haven't gone into one at this point, I don't think the the ultimatum and the deadline is really going to do anything. I think by waiting this long, um, both sides have already shown that they're comfortable with a shortened season, that they they want what they want, and they're not really willing to compromise that much, and they're perfectly comfortable delaying the season and playing less games if it means they can, you know, get if it's a means to their ends. But uh, the fact of the matter is, one of them will have to cave at some point. I'm going to throw you a curveball here. What if the players kind of want a shortened season? 162 games is a lot. And you're playing sometimes six, maybe seven games in a week. Maybe this is part of it. Do you think that players might want to be in a situation where they don't have to play all these games? They could probably play a higher percentage of these games. And... You know, maybe that's something we look for moving forward to shorten a shorter season in the MLB. Yeah, I, I think that could be playing in, but I don't necessarily think it's this sort of conspiracy theory. Yeah, obviously it's not a conspiracy. Players, but it's, it's just a thought that popped into yeah, my head but while think, you were talking. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they, I don't think that was definitely the concern going into this, but I feel like at this point, it might be more of not necessarily wanting it. I think they do want to play, but it might be a deal where, you know, they're thinking this, they want to reach their agreement, and they're like, all right, guys, worst case scenario, if we have to cancel some games, we play less games, like, it's not a big deal. We'll have, you know, a couple more rest, we'll have some more days of rest, like, don't have to fit as many games because the MLB season, as you said, is incredibly condensed and it's really like a grind for those players. So I think it might be not necessarily them wanting to, but them not really being opposed to it. And I think that plays into two. If it comes down to it, the owners, the owners will cave, I think, if it comes down to it, because the players can handle not playing as many games and playing a short season. At some point, owners and management can't. And that's how they make their money, ticket sales, merchandise, advertising. So at some point, they need to get a team on the field. And if the players are just going to be, you know, are going to stay and not really give in, at some point, I, I think at least management and the other side and ownership will have to have to cave in and kind of compromise. And things that I was looking at it earlier today, the players are asking for a lot or are the owners asking for too little? This is this is the the situation we're really in right now. And the biggest change out of all this, the one that we as fans are gonna notice, is the universal DH. Yep. I think it could be interesting for baseball, but I don't I'm not familiar with what's been going on the past few years in the sport, but are they trying to make the NL and the AL a lot more uniform, or is it just someone decided like this needs to happen? Um, I think it's more along the lines of pitchers just don't really want to hit anymore. It's not they don't teach it anymore. Pitchers, while it still used to be limited, like twenty, thirty years ago, you still had pitchers who they would take batting practice still at at, at practice. They would pitch and they would you know do a couple reps in the cage. And while they weren't like great hitters, they still knew how to. And I think nowadays you just see. Everybody is so hyper focused on like positional training, specialty training, and pitchers aren't doing any hitting anymore. They don't get in the cage at all. They don't practice it. So the thinking is like, why are we doing it? Why are we having our aces like risk injury with pitching? And especially NL to AL, a lot of like it's not fair to have, you know, an ace in the NL maybe getting injured, like taking it at bat or having to, you know, run from, from home plate to first rather than your pitcher in the AO just gets to pitch and then go hang out in the dugout and, you know, eat for an inning. But, I mean, I personally don't like it. I think I think having pitchers hit is, like, such a fundamental part of the game, and I get why they're doing it, but just from, like, a personal enjoyment and attachment perspective, I'm not a fan. I, I just enjoy having, having a pitcher in the lineup, and it, like, changes up your strategy so much. When you're on defense, you know, you know you have, like, an out on the way or – if you have a pitcher who can hit, it's such a huge like curveball to throw into another team's scheme. Sometimes you just intentionally walk a guy to get to the pitcher and get an out. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, two two subject matters, two two things on the subject. Shohei Otani should be interesting to see what he starts to do if he just becomes a DH or if he continues to pitch. But thank goodness Bartolo Colon hit a home run before this happened, because that's a great. I, point. I don't know. I don't know how the sports world would live without that event occurring. No. And that's something we're going to miss if this if this does when it does happen, you know. It inevitably will and when it does, we're never going to like get that 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 moment anymore. And I know as a Mets fan personally, like that was such an insane and cool moment for both like the fan base and the entire MLB fan base. I think all of baseball, yeah. Yeah. So, 
right before we get out of here, when do you think this deal gets wrapped up? Um, I mean, I think, I think they 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 agree to the shortened season. I think they kind of, I think they hold out. I don't think they really, they're not on great terms now. I don't think they're gonna get on better terms over the weekend. And I think they're gonna agree to a shortened season sometime around. You know, agree to it and then go through with it. I think sometime next week. I think, you know, as we talked about earlier, management is kind of, you know, they're itching to to get a team out there. They're kind of getting nervous about, I think, some money and and ticket sales. So, I, I think it gets wrapped up with around next week. But I think it's sort of, it will be an ongoing issue issue moving forward. I don't think it's necessarily gonna end when they just make an agreement. I think worst case scenario, it. Goes until April when the season, the real opening day was supposed to be. Yeah. And they're just going to have to try and do a short spring training in that time span up until probably around early mid-May and then season starts from there. But it should be an interesting story to follow. I hope you guys follow it along with us. We definitely will be talking about this as sports are kind of on a halt right now. We just lost the football season. NBA has been on a break and now... No baseball, so... And we didn't didn't get the spring training text. Exactly. So, hopefully things start to get more interesting soon, but from Kyle Frankel and myself, Michael Fimafredo, we wish you a great week, and we'll see you next time on Three Rounds. (laughs) 